the time tapes. I'm Steve Miller and you're listening to an interlude to the time tapes. The main episodes, those that deal with specific tapes, I've already got a number of them recorded. I don't like the pressure of knowing that I've got to create something to get something out. So the same way as I work with my archiving, where I'm always working ahead of what the client expects. So if something unexpected happens, I've got a reserve. I've done the same with the time tapes. So I have three or four episodes in hand, which means that as things come to my mind, I'm going to interject these short audios, um, which will be out of sequence with what you hear on the main timetapes, but give an idea of things that I'm thinking about currently. And yeah, the client, which I didn't really think a lot about it when I first took this contract on. Since with the events that have happened, I've started to think back to how I actually ended up with this job. Now, I'd got a couple of jobs lined up. I hadn't spoken to the clients as such, but I had a couple of emails requesting my services. And unfortunately, I had an issue with my laptop. And when I went back on and back into my emails, somehow and for some reason, the two emails that I received from two separate clients had gone and they weren't in the deleted folder. Um, They weren't in spam or anything like that. I refreshed the email list a number of times and they were just totally lost. It was a bit of an issue. Um, I thought that I'd got potential work lined up and all of a sudden I had this void in my schedule. And that's when I got an email which ended up with this contract. At the time, yeah, I the email came from a John James at AOL.com. Now I remember AOL, then I remember AOL dial up and the voice that used to say, You've got mail. But I hadn't heard of AOL in years. Everybody seems to use Hotmail or Gmail. And these days, it's very, very cheap to even get business emails and your own domain name. So it was a bit of a surprise and a bit of a nostalgia kick in a way when I saw an AOL.com email address. And... um, At the time, I did a little bit of a Google, and um, it seems as though AOL still exists. Um, Certainly not to the same extent, Um, but they certainly aren't a provider that you see on a regular basis. So it kind of intrigued me. And, well, I've got the email here, so I'll read part of the email. 
We have heard of your archive service and wish to meet with the intention of securing your services. Our client requires a reliable and experienced archivist to transfer a large number of archive tapes. The contract will present a long-term appropriately remunerated and exclusive contract. The contract we believe will be of benefit to both parties and would present a long-standing relationship. Your expeditious reply would be appreciated, upon which, if to the affirmative, a meeting will be arranged with a representative from our offices. It was a bit of a strangely worded email, and hopefully the client won't be listening to this. I doubt it very, very much. But it was an offer of a long-term contract. The two potential jobs that I had lined up had, I'd lost any any means of getting in touch with them, so I replied. And another email came through with the address, and it turned out the address led to the very austere five-story former mill, uh, 18th century monument of a building. I was instructed to report at the reception desk, which I did, and the security guard there led me to the second floor and down a, what I'd describe as a kind of soulless corridor. I have explained this and how the building feels uh, in a previous episode, but the one thing I didn't notice as I walked down this corridor was that all of the offices that I could see through the half glass panelled uh, partitioning were basically empty. There were desks and chairs, but there was absolutely nothing else. No pot plants, no picture frames, no in and out trays, no computers, nothing whatsoever that would indicate any kind of occupation. Reaching the office, which was about halfway down the corridor, I guess, I could see that there was a gentleman sat at the desk again, exactly the same from what I could see through the glass panel. It was literally just a desk and two chairs. And the security guard introduced me as Stephen Miller, and I received a handshake from a gentleman who introduced himself as John James, the author of the email. The meeting was short. He explained that there was several months' work archiving a large number of reel-to-reel tapes that unfortunately were not organised, so there was no kind of filing system. There was no indication of what was on them or not was given to me. The conversation was pretty brief, to be honest. I was taken down to the basement and given the instruction that should I wish to take the contract, I would do all of the recording on the premises and that I would work in the basement. A figure was provided to me and I was told that this would be paid in advance monthly and that the expectation was that all of the tapes would be archived and it was pretty much intimated that 
it took as long as it would take. So there was no particular time pressure being implied by the client. They just wished to have the best possible person and the best job done. So they were willing to pay handsomely and to allow the time for that to happen. So although the working conditions were a little bit strange, I thought, well, you know what? You can stick a coat on. Um, this is probably over a year's worth of work. It would take me out to general circulation for a while, which is always a bit of a concern if you're telling other people you can't do jobs because word gets around and then potentially people don't contact you. But the money offered was, well, let's say it was more than double my normal rate and I do charge a premium. So I guess that kind of put the blinkers on for me. And since all the weird events since, it's kind of and started in a way to wish that I hadn't replied to that email. And even down to the point of thinking, was it co a coincidence? The other emails were lost. I know that sounds stupid, and I know it's stupid, but there's a lot going on. So... Yeah, it's, I've read the email again and again. They didn't even say, and I didn't ask, how they even knew about me. It was almost as though there was an expectation that I would take the work on. It was already kind of predestined almost. Um, and the more I think, it's like this building the office floors above, which were obviously revamped a number of times and have ended up in these almost very, I don't know, 90s, early 2000s, very sort of bland corporate space. But as I say, this bizarre Marie Celeste feeling of desks and chairs, but but no occupants and nothing else. So, yeah, there is nothing to work with here. You could sit at a desk and that's it, but nobody does. I can't even properly visualise what John James looked like. All I can think of is that he was of average height, average build, his hair wasn't long or short. And I think even down to, I don't know whether it was a suit he was wearing or jacket and trousers, but they could have been black or very dark blue. And his shirt could have been blue or grey. It's all very, very fuzzy. And I know people say there are people that are, almost instantly forgettable, but this guy was instantly forgettable. Now I think about it. I mean, I took the job on and started a couple of days later because the, the money transfer happened. So, and I was ready to start. Um, and at that point, I wasn't even thinking much about the meeting with the client. I was just kind of trying to get to grips with 
I had several basement rooms, floor to ceiling with racking with boxes upon boxes and boxes of reel-to-reel tapes and no real idea where to start. I think that I spent the first couple of days just pulling boxes down, getting tapes out, just looking at them and putting them back in the boxes and just wondering, was there any logical way to approach this? But the point is, I was occupied with that and I didn't even think about the client. And now, with everything that's going on, I am now beginning to doubt everything, even though the money's really good, but I have signed a contract. Um, And now... The fact that it was an AOL email address, the way the email was written with how perfunctory the interview was. Looking back now, it was almost basically it was a a done deal. I had the job before I even entered that office and the person in that office, I just can't remember anything about them apart from them being nondescriptly average so that's it really as i've said before these these recordings in between the main recordings are really me getting my thoughts out and between the building as i've said which i spoke about a couple of episodes ago and trying to remember my employer as such it's just all feeling pretty unreal i think there's an extent of paranoia um setting in working long hours on your own doesn't really help working in a basement in an empty building on the edge of the city doesn't help. And to be honest, I wish I'd never found that phone. You have been listening to the Time Tapes Chronicles. Written, narrated and produced by Charles Walker. Copyright 2023. If you would like to get in touch, please email the Chronicles at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>